Hi, and welcome to the Rabin New Testament Church podcast. You are about to hear a powerful message. We hope that you are blessed and encouraged by this message today. Uh, tonight, a small group tonight, but we uh, hey, man, come to worship our God. We come to see our God move in a, in a mighty way uh, tonight, in, in this service tonight. Praise God. Hey, man, got a few announcements right here we're going to make real quick. Uh, Sunday, October the 25th, during an a.m. service, we'll be collecting a special offering for the Gideons. A Gideon fellow called me yesterday, and I told him we were not going to, we're not bringing anybody in. Brother Tony and I got together, and we sat down for a few minutes and talked. We still think we need to send them a little offering as well. And so uh, we're going to be taking up an offering, them, uh, offering for them October the 25th during the AM service. you got to make checks. We want you to make the checks out to the New Testament church. We'll make out one check uh, from the church to, to the Gideon. So I want you to give and let God bless you. I know you can't outgive God. Amen. And we don't got no offering plate that passes around, but when you throw it in that bucket back there, throw it in as a cheerful giver. <laughs> and God will bless you for putting uh, uh, your tithes and your offering in those uh, buckets back there. Amen. And I thank God for He's blessed our church. We God has certainly blessed us here. We got a good treasure. We have everything people giving, people paying their tithes, and that's what it's all about. We're not in no organization. We're an independent church. We support ourselves. Hey, man, and I tell you what, God has been good to us down through the years. And uh, you be good to God, God be good to you. You bless God, God bless you. Hey, man, that's the way it goes. Hey, man, believe it, read the book, right? <laughs> Amen. But this is good to be here tonight. It's good to feel the presence of an awesome God in the service tonight. Uh, praise God. Anybody have any spoken request? Okay, certainly will, certainly will. Praise God. Sister Betty? Oh, okay, remember Sister Mamie. Praise God, praise God. Apologize. <laughs> we uh, got a little tied up doing some other things. Any other prayer requests we'd like to be? Yes, ma'am. Remember all our children. I have, I have children too that need, that need to uh, a fresh, a fresh a reawakening from the Lord. Sure. Any others tonight, brother Jimmy? Jimmy and Cadillac. Jimmy and Cadillac. Sister Tammy. Okay. Yeah, Brenda. For sure. Sister Tammy. Yes, ma'am. Three years old having a bypass, huh? Lord have mercy. I tell you, sickness is no respecter of person. It'll attack you whatever age you are. It'll definitely attack you. Any other? Where's that? 
Yeah, yeah, we we need to pray for you, brother. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, pray for those ACTs for sure. I know I know that's a very important thing. Any other prayer requests in there? Uh, yes, Crystal. Yes. Terry and Fern, for sure. Pray, pray for them as well. Any others tonight? Tabitha? Remember, Tabitha with the... Her uh, kidney stone. They say it's like pregnancy or or giving birth at least, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if there'd be this many babies running around here if it was like quite like. <laughs> any any others tonight? Little Joshua, yes, yes, Joshua. Uh, keep him in prayers too, for sure. Any others tonight? Any spoken requests? Yeah, pray for those uh, people. I tell you, he just sometimes life ain't fair. I know uh, Lake Charles was just recovering from the the last one that went through there, and there was they said ninety five percent of the homes had had damage, and uh, most of them had those blue tarps on it. And you know uh, that blue tarp don't stand up too good against uh, a, over a hundred mile per hour wind. I tell you, you know sometimes it just seems like life ain't fair, but you know that's exactly right. It's you know the the word says that. It'll, it'll rain on the uh, just, just like it does the unjust. So, uh, you know, we're all in it together. Um, just you and I tonight, we had the blood applied to our lives, and that's the important difference right there, is having the blood applied to your lives. Any other spoken requests tonight? Sister Yes, remember those linemen. Yes, extreme danger, yes. Yep, yep. I tell you, it's a, you know, I would, I travel a lot uh, with my job. I do a lot of driving. Um, I was on the way to Montgomery after uh, after the one that hit us, and um, and there were several several trucks uh, headed that way, um, you know, just to help out. So it's it's something to see. People take it for granted. Those kind of people, uh, they call them blue collar jobs, is what they call them. But you know what? They're some of the most important jobs. Whenever you're sitting there and you don't have that air conditioner, I tell you. You know, they 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 as important as a uh, brain surgeon at that point, right? <laughs> Any others tonight? All the lost, all the community. Pray for a, a fresh reawakening of everybody. Yep. Uh, Sister Linda, pray for her for sure. Sister Minnie, I hadn't seen her face today. Pray for Sister Minnie. Yes, Brother Johnny, keep Brother Johnny in your prayers. Yep. Yep. He's brought Brother Johnny a long way, you know, and um, you know, I, our God, you know, he he won't leave us nor forsake us. So, so uh, just continue to pray for Brother Johnny, Trina. Yeah. Monica Thomas's family. Yep. Yep. Death in that family, correct? Yep. Yep. Um. Just pray for those. As you can see, there's there's a lot of needs tonight. There's no reason why that we sh- we sh- we shouldn't call out uh, all these needs whenever we find a space to pray. Uh, any others spoken prayers? If no others, uh, unspoken. Oh, I'm sorry, Chris. Sure. We will we will let her stand in in just a little bit for 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 her teacher for sure. Um. 
unspoken requests by the raising of your hands. Let's all stand and get a hold to the Lord tonight and invite him into this service tonight. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you right now, Lord God, asking you for your presence, Lord. Lord, we need you right now. We need you more than ever, Lord, to take care of us, Lord. Lord, we love you tonight, God, and we thank you for all you've done, Lord. Lord, I love you and I appreciate you, God, for bringing me where you brought me from, Lord God, for your healing on my body, for your healing on my families, Lord God. Lord, we continue to pray for all these requests tonight, Lord. All these uh, requests tonight, Lord, there's, there's just so many. If you just see fit, Lord, to touch them all right now, dear Jesus, God, we'll be so very careful to give you the praise, Lord. Lord, we'll give you the increase, Lord God. Lord, if you'll just help us help us uh, work through these situations right now, Lord God. We're believing upon your name, Lord. We're fully trusting in you, Lord. We're turning these situations over to you, Lord Jesus. Lord, we thank you and we praise you, Lord. We thank you so much for all you've done, Lord, for where, where you brought us from, Lord. Continue to keep your head of protection around our families. Continue to forgive our weaknesses, Lord. Forgive our shortcomings, Lord, as we forgive those who, who, uh, who trespass against us, Lord. Lord, we love you and we appreciate you, God, and we thank you and we praise your holy name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Chris, won't you go ahead and bring her up, and we'll go ahead and um, have prayer for teacher as we're getting ready, uh, ready to sing. Um, how many of you know, how many of you realize that prayer does change things? Uh, as long as you're praying to the person that can make those changes, like the brother preached this morning. Y'all join with us tonight. She's standing in the gap for her uh, teacher. I tell you, you know, the, 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 the Word of God says unless we come as, as lacking unto a little child, you know, we're never going to see the kingdom of heaven. We've got to have our full faith in Him. Page 169. Brooke, you want to play the drums? 
To this world. You know, that's what uh, our Lord and Savior appointed us to do. You know, he appointed each and every one of us to be, to be uh, prophets and prophetesses uh, on his behalf. He said, go out into the highways and the byways and the hedges and spread the word that he is king. You know, unless we do that, unless we, you know, the word also says if we, if we deny Christ before men, that he'll deny uh, us before, his, before the Father. You know, that would be a terrible thing, wouldn't it, whenever you get there and, um, and um, he stands there and he says, Depart from me, you worker of iniquity, I never knew you. You know, there's going to be a many people that hear that tonight or, or whenever uh, the day of judgment. But, you know, as long as you got the blood applied to your life and as long as you sold out to our Lord and Savior, then you have nothing to worry about. So, but, you know, each and every one of us, it takes just a little refreshing every now and then. 
you need to come come and get your your refreshing. Tonight might be the night that you can get your refreshing. Continue to worship with us tonight. Uh, Brother Rick, you got one for us? F chord. One day I was walking in a world of sin, no rest for my weary soul. Then I met a man who said he'd be my friend, and all my burdens he did roll. He took those worldly desires and gave me heavenly fire, and now I've got a brand new goal. Since I met this man called Jesus Christ, I've got this joy down in my soul. Joy in my heart, joy in my mind, joy since that happy day. Joy in my hands, joy in my feet, joy in every way. He took those worldly desires and gave me heavenly fire, and now I've got a brand new goal. Since I met this man called Jesus Christ, I've got this joy down in my soul. Got my eyes on Jesus, my mind made up. I tell it everywhere I go. Ain't nobody going to turn me around, cause Jesus is in control. He took those worldly desires and gave me heavenly fire, and now I've got a brand new goal. Since I met this man called Jesus Christ, I've got this joy down in my soul. Joy in my heart, joy in my mind, joy since that happy day. Joy in my hands, joy in my feet, joy in every way. He took those worldly desires and gave me heavenly fire, and now I've got a brand new goal. Since I met this man called Jesus Christ, I've got this joy down in my soul. Yes, since I met this man called Jesus Christ, I've got this joy and in my soul. You know, that song talks about joy in your heart. You know, I don't know if you've ever met someone or not, but, but I have. I've met, I've met people that, that, you know, they say they know the Lord. But you know, it's just like they've lost their joy. And you know, the only way to lose your joy, the devil can't take your joy. You know, he can threaten to. But you know, you have to open up the door for him to be able to come in and take that joy from you. He didn't give you, there's nothing good that comes from the devil. All good things come through Christ, which is in heaven. You know, so if the devil didn't give it to you, he can't take it away from you, right? So don't let him have your joy. Don't, don't let people ever, ever see you as a child of God with your head hung down without that love and without that peace in your heart. You know, he said he'd never leave us. He'd never forsake us. You know, he said otherwise. He said, I'll be your very, uh, a high tower for, for the righteous to run into in your very time of need. So if you're a child of God tonight, you have no reason. To, to not have joy in your life because you're a child of the king. He's going to prepare a mansion for all of us. And he said he'd come back. And he's going to come back. I know he's going to come back. And he's going to receive us to where he's at also. You know, you being a child of the king. He said he owned the cattle of a thousand hills is what our father owns. You know, they said the eyes, I mean, you, 
you can't even behold, you can't even begin to imagine how pretty heaven's going to be. You know, it's just going to be such a beautiful place for us all to go. Don't you want to go? Don't you want to go? Don't ever give up your joy. Don't ever give up your fight for our Lord. Keep on serving Him. Jackie, you got one tonight? Why don't you let down your neck? Down into the water, there's a blessing waiting you cannot contain. If you just let down your neck, way down in the water, he's pouring out the land rain. There are some of you, diseased and afflicted, and sickness reigns in your mind. You've let the prophets of doubt and unbelief convince you that Jesus don't heal the sick and blind. Why don't you let down your neck? Down into the water, there's a blessing waiting you cannot contain. If you just let down your neck, Way down in the water, it's pouring out the land rain. Your soul is so thirsty, and you're so bad weary. Your body's weak and tired from the pain. Well, it's time to get up and stand upon the Bible. He's pouring out the land rain. Why don't you let down your neck? Down into the water, there's a blessing waiting you cannot contain. If you just let down your neck, way down in the water, it's pouring out the land rain. When old Satan comes at you, your weapons are not carnal. The blessed name of Jesus is your power. When he tries to bite your children, just remember what old Paul did and shake that old snake off into the fire. Why don't you let down your net? Down into the water, there's a blessing waiting you cannot contain. If you'll just let down your net, Way down in the water, it's pouring out the land rain. He's pouring out the land rain. Well, he's pouring out the land rain. You know, in order for you to catch fish, you gotta you gotta be where the fishes is at. You know. You know, that, that day out on the water, you know, they were, it said that they had toiled all day. They had toiled all day and hadn't caught anything. And the Lord told them, he said, why don't you catch your net on this side? And, you know, immediately they said their nets were so full of fish that it was just broken. They couldn't even, they couldn't even hardly get them up. There were so many fish. But, you know, he, you know, he, he, he did a lot of uh, teaching is what he did. He, he did a lot of parables, and he did a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, simple moments, what I call for simple people like me. You know, it takes, it takes for you to break down something pretty simple for me to understand. 
You know what he told them that day? He said, he said, won't you come with me and I'll make you fishers of men. You know, and I, and I know, I know they, they kind of had to stand there and say, well, what exactly does he mean? You know, fishers of men, we're all appointed to be fishers of men. We should all be fishers of men. We should all, uh, you know, take our stand for, for the Lord. We should all witness whenever we get an opportunity. We should all speak up for our Lord and Savior each and every chance you get. I don't care if you meet a perfect stranger. You know, go up to them and just witness to them. Sometimes, sometimes they, they accept it. Sometimes they get mad. Sometimes they get glad. And sometimes they get sad. But, you know, you don't ever know until you witness to that person. And, you know, we're all appointed uh, to be witnesses. We're all appointed to do that fishing for the Lord. You know, a lot of times we get involved with doing the cleaning, too. You know, that's one of the part of, of fishing that none of us like. We all love to catch them. I love to catch a fish. But, you know, cleaning them up is, is, is the nasty part, is the dirty part. You know, a lot of times we step over that boundary. Sometimes we step over the line, and we try to want to do the cleaning, too. We want to look at the, that old fish and see how dirty and how nasty he is. But, you know, our Lord and Savior was drawn to those people. Our Lord and Savior was drawn to the worst of the worst. Those were the ones that he turned in and he did things. He did things with, you know. You know, us looking at it with our carnal eyes, we may see, well, there's no hope for that person. They're dirty. They don't look like me. They're, they, they don't have clean clothes or, or, or they're, they're just not socially accepted. You know, he didn't ask us to do that. He, he, he asked us to bring them in. He asked us to catch them fish for him. And he'll do the cleaning. So let's keep our, let's stay in our lane. Let's don't swerve over into somebody else's lane. Trina, y'all got one tonight? Uh, Tabitha, y'all sing one for us tonight? Y'all might as well come on. As they get ready to sing, I'm going to ask my son. I'm going to ask my son to say something for the Lord tonight. Amen. I just thank, I just thank God and uh, for His grace and for His mercy, you know. Uh, you know, just looking out over the congregation tonight, it's kind of disheartening, you know, that these pews, all these pews ain't, ain't full, you know. With all the stuff going on in the world, you know, you'd think all these people be wanting to come to Jesus, you know, and, and they just be busting down the door, but that ain't the case. And uh, even though we're a small church and even though we're a small number, just remember, Jesus and 12 disciples changed the whole world. So y'all just keep that in the back of your mind. You know, there's a lot more than 12 of us here tonight. You know, and uh, there's power. There's power here tonight. You hold the key to the service. Amen. It ain't us up here singing. Y'all heard Y'all hold the key to the service, you know. And if you need something from God, come up here and get it. Thank you, Lord. Don't wait. Thank you, Lord. I was finna ask one of y'all to testify. Y'all look like y'all, y'all look like y'all got something to say tonight. Trina, take the opportunity to say something for the Lord. Thank you, Lord. I thank God for allowing us to be here tonight. I thank Him for His many blessings. And uh, they asked me to sing when mine and Monica's allergies are really acting up tonight. That's what we tell the kids. We cry a lot. And Gary says, what are y'all's allergies acting up again? We're like, yes, Joshua, our allergies are acting up again. 
But uh, I thank God for his sweet spirit and all that he has done for me and my family. And um, I thank you for the Shark family, for sure, for blessing us and, um, and you know, uh, just being able to bond the way we have. And um, I appreciate their friendship. And, and I love y'all and I love our church, our church family. And I thank God for all he's doing. And I hope I can sing now. <laughs> <laughs> One glorious day Jesus came and he made me whole He so completely and satisfied my soul
Well, amen. I tell you what, I'm glad they came up there and sung that one. You know, we all, that's, that's what we, we should all strive to do is have our Lord be satisfied with us. You know, it don't matter what the world thinks. It don't matter what mom and dad thinks. It don't matter what sister or brother thinks. It don't matter, matter what husband or wife thinks. As long as the Lord is satisfied with what would you walk with him. You know, on that day, when, on judgment day, we're going to stand there alone. We're going to stand there and we're going to give account for every idle word. And, you know, that's pretty scary. It's pretty scary. Uh, every idle word, you know, that's, that's a bunch. But, you know, as long as we got the love of our Lord and Savior down in our heart, and as long as we got his blood applied to our lives, then I think that meeting, that judgment day, is going to go well for us. But just continue to pray, continue to hold each other up. Sister Tammy, you got one for us tonight. You want to sing one for us? You sure? How about you, Sister Betty? Won't you come sing one for us? There you go. Hey, Brother Kevin. Amen. When she gets done, Tony and I are going to go do okay. one too, but let okay. her come on. Yeah, yeah. Come on, Sister Betty. I like to give everybody an opportunity. God bless Sister Betty. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'll pray for Thank you, Lord. Life is easy when you're up on the mountain. You've got peace of mind. You've never
his face. Well, it's down in the valley with trials and temptation. That's when we will be put to the For the God of the mountain, he's still down in the valley. When things go wrong, he'll make them right. And That's so very true. The God of the day is still God of the night. The God that lived here 2,000 years ago, our Lord and Savior Jesus, is the same as He ever was. He's the same God. And you know, believe it or not, we don't exercise it, but we've got the same power that those people that you read in that Bible, we've got that same power. Because the same God's in our lives. The same God gives us that strength. But you know, we don't always act on that strength, and we don't always use that power. But I challenge you tonight in your, in your next trial, in your next situation, use that power, ex, ex, power, exercise your right to do so. Worship with Brother Tony and Sister Tavern tonight as they sing tonight. I sing this song, Why Should I Worry? You know, so many times in life when we're going through things, instead of trusting God completely, we do tend to worry and carry the burdens on our shoulders a lot. But, you know, He doesn't want us to do that. He wants to fight our battles and he just wants us to have that peace in him and trust in him that he's going to do so. Why should I worry? Out on the water the storm's raging high the water's around trouble that night. Fear filled their hearts. They felt they would die. But they failed to remember that the master was nigh. And he spoke the words and the winds all stood still. You see even the waters, they obeyed his will. Now he calmed their storms just like he will mine. If I just remember, he lives deep inside. So why should I worry? Why should I fear? When the very same Jesus, he is always near. He lives in my heart. 
times when I cry, I'll call on his name till the storm passes by. We read in the Bible and he walked with them, brought light to the darkness when the way it grew so dim. How great it would be to have his footsteps in mind and walk with the master all of the time. And when trials come and this seems so nigh, I'll just call on the master. I know he'll be there on time. And when sickness comes and my body's in pain, all I have to do is call on his name. So why should I worry? Why should I fear? When the very same Jesus, he is always near. He lives in my heart and he hears when I cry. I'll call on his name till the storm passes by. So why should I worry? Why should I fear when the very same Jesus, he is always near. He lives in my heart and he hears when I cry. I'll call on his name till the storm passes by. I'll call on his name. Till the storm passes by. Amen. Amen. Till the storm passes by, I tell you. They're right there, preach right there. You know, been through many a storm, been through many a trial, and I know our Lord and Savior is with us. <laughs> Monthly, you got one for us? Why don't you come try one for us? We know. We know you can hammer one out. Come on up here, girl. We just all family. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. All the way from West Virginia, we have Monica with us tonight. Y'all bless her. You got a fella up there that can pick out almost anything right there. He can play with whoever. If I mess it up, it's Trina's fault, but <laughs> I haven't sang in a long time. I was just sitting back there thinking as each of these songs were played, you know, over the course of the last several months, there's been many a time I just, I thought I'm going to give up, and it's not because that my spirit was weak. But my flesh was. Amen. And Amen. it's in those moments that, you know, the extra little bit of prayer warriors all over, just like this church that's been praying. That's right. That would just lift me up. And I thought, I've got too much to gain to lose. Amen. Not only for myself, but my, for my Come son. On. Amen. And we're going to press through to victory. So I'm going to try this tonight. Amen. 
Amen. We'll help you if we know it. <laughs> Too many miles behind me. Too many trials are through. I've got too much to gain to lose. Too many sunsets lie behind the mountain. Too many rivers my feet have walked through. got too much to gain to lose. I've crossed the hot burning desert, struggling the right road to choose. Oh, but somewhere she had it in her. I knew she had it in her. Don't let her fool you. Don't let her fool you. Brother Gary, won't you stand up and say something for the Lord tonight? We using you. Well, come on up here and get a, get you some of it too, Blim boy. I tell you what, we're blessed by this couple. They they bless us. They just they just don't know that they bless us by 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 being around us. You know. You know we should surround ourselves with good people, good Christian people. You know, all the times in our. And our conversations be upon the Lord and be upon things of, of the Lord because that's where we're going. That's where we're heading. Go ahead, brother. Since y'all want to keep twisting my arm after I said no, I need a soundtrack. Um, you know, like Monica just said, too many miles behind us. Too much to gain to lose. And you know, I, I had a song that's been ministering to me and that's this. I'll be all right. As soon as I touch Calvary. Friend, don't worry about this heavy load I carry. Don't be concerned. 
If it sends me to my knees For I know a place Where all my burdens will lighten And I'll be all right As soon as I touch Calvary If my feeble hands of faith Could only reach out Through this dark and dreary storm Of unbelief If he'll slip his nail-scarred hand Into my hand I'll be all right as soon as I touch Calvary. Very soon now, I'll reach that hill they call Golgotha. And I'll touch the cross that was fashioned from a tree. And if one precious drop of his blood touches me, I'll be all right, because now I've reached Calvary. If my feeble hands of faith could only reach out through this dark and dreary storm of unbelief if he'll slip his nail-scarred hand into my hand I'll be all right as soon as I reach Calvary yes I'm all right because now I've reached Calvary. Amen. Y'all might as well have one ready every time y'all walk in them doors. Now y'all done y'all done let the cat out of the bag. Y'all been y'all been sandbagging us on on us right there. <laughs> Crystal, you sure? She sure is volunteering you tonight. I don't want to skip over nobody. Anybody else? Anybody else got one to sing for the Lord tonight? Hey, I, I'm telling you, we're all just family. We're all just family. We got a little man back there want to sing one. Come on, boy. Oh, he done disappeared on us back here. <laughs> I tell you what, we're, we don't want to look over nobody. You know, we, we like to hear everybody's voice. I tell you, you know, that's what, that's what we're going to be doing whenever we get to heaven. We're going to be hearing those angels sing. We're going to be here, and you're, and you're going to be in that heavenly choir, believe it or not, whenever we get to heaven. You know, if you can't worship him down here, it's going to be hard to worship him whenever you get up there. So I, I think we ought to get used to worshiping him down here. How about that? We'll go ahead and change the order of the service tonight. Uh, Brother, Brother Tony's going to bring the message for us tonight. I want you to, to ask the Lord to anoint his servant tonight and bring forth the message he'd have him bring forth. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. That was pretty good right there. Amen. That's South Alabama for I liked it. Amen. Amen. Good singing tonight. Enjoyed it. 
Amen. Enjoy it. Amen. Time of worship and and uh, praise to the Lord and uh, good to hear some new voices. Amen. With us and uh, just thank God for uh, what He's doing in their life, what He's doing in our lives, and uh, what He's going to continue. Amen. To do. If you have your Bibles, Amen. I'm going to jump on into it tonight. If you have your Bibles, turn to the book of First Samuel. Amen. The book of First Samuel. We're going to be in chapter number four for the main part of our text, but uh, we're going to back up to chapter number two. Amen, to pick up with a little bit here at the beginning. Amen. First Samuel, amen, chapter number four, but we're going to back up here a little bit to chapter number two to get some of the background of this. Y'all bear with me tonight. It's going to be a little more reading than, than I uh, normally do, but uh, as Brother Bubba said a week or two ago, i got to lay the foundation a little bit uh, for this message tonight. And uh, amen, I want to get through this and I want you to kind of see and understand the, the background of what's going on here uh, in the book of 1 Samuel as we kind of kick off here. So 1 Samuel uh, chapter number 2. Let's pick up reading uh, at verse number 12 in just a second. But I want you to understand kind of where we are uh, here. We're in a, uh, in a place, Eli is the high priest in Israel. Uh, his two sons, uh, Hophni and Phinehas, are uh, priests as well in the tabernacle, the young man, uh, Samuel is becoming a prophet. He really has already become a prophet uh, at this time to the Lord. You remember he was uh, the son of Hannah, how she cried out for a son, and she dedicated him back uh, to the Lord. But as we kind of pick up here in, in 1 Samuel, uh, there, there's some problems going on in Israel. Israel is really in a state of moral and spiritual decline. Uh, and it's, it's very apparent as we're going to read through some of these uh, things here in chapter number 2, just how uh, depraved really uh, the, the nation of Israel as a whole, but also uh, the leadership and, and uh, the high priest and his sons here, Hophni and Phinehas, uh, are as well. So let's pick up reading uh, in 1 Samuel chapter number 2 uh, around verse number 12. It says, Now the sons of Eli were sons of Belial. Now Belial just literally means worthless. Uh, because Why? Because they knew not the Lord. And the priest's custom with the people was that when any man offered sacrifice, the priest's servants came while the flesh was in seething with a flesh hook of three teeth, in other words, a treble hook, in his hand. And he struck it into the pan or kettle or cauldron or pot. All that the flesh hook brought up, the priest took for himself. So they did in Shiloh unto all the Israelites that came thither. Also, before they burned the fat, the priest's servant came and said unto the man that sacrificed, Give flesh to roast for the priest, for he will not have sodden flesh of thee, but raw. Verse 16, And if any man said unto him, Let them not fail to burn the fat presently, uh, and then take as much as, the, as thy soul desireth, then he would answer him, Nay, but thou shalt give it to me now, and if not, I will take it by force." Wherefore, the sin of the young men was very great before the Lord, for men abhorred the offering of the Lord. I mean, in other words, uh, if we really look at it here, Hophni and Phinehas, amen, where uh, they were disobeying God's law. If you go back and read through the Levitical law, there was a certain way that the Levitical priest had to go about the sacrifice. And there were certain parts that were devoted to be burned completely on the altar. And there were certain parts that were to be eaten, but there were only certain parts that the priests were to receive and that they were to eat in a, in a, in a special place 
uh, in a special time in, in, in accordance with God's law and God's ordinances. So we see already there's a problem with Hophni and Phinehas, Eli's sons, amen, and they are disobeying God's law. But it gets really worse than that, Brother Bubba. Let's, let's skip down, amen, to verse number 22. It says, Now Eli was very old and heard all that his sons did unto all Israel, and how they lay with the women that assembled at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. Amen. I'm, I'm going to pause here just for a minute, and I'm going to try to be as modest as I can here. But uh, I don't know if you read uh, the story or heard the story. There was a, a priest, a, a Catholic priest, in the city of New Orleans, is my understanding, or somewhere uh, in that vicinity, who has just recently, amen, been caught doing this exact same thing. A lot of people say this kind of stuff doesn't happen anymore. I mean, it just happened within the last week. I mean, a priest uh, brought in two women, amen, into the sanctuary, into the church, uh, and performed that on the altar in the church. Not only that, he had lights and cameras going. Somebody called him. <laughs> Amen. I believe the Archbishop of New Orleans went in. They they took the altar out. They burned it. They did some uh, some of the things that the Catholics do. Amen. To try to purify that thing. Amen. These kind of things are still happening today. Amen. Verse twenty three. And he said unto them, Why do you such things? For I hear of your evil dealings by all this people. Nay, my sons, for it is no good report that I hear. You make the Lord's people to transgress. If one man sin against another, the judge shall judge him. But if a man sin against the Lord, who shall entreat for him? Notwithstanding, they hearken not unto the voice of their father, because the Lord would slay them. This is going to become uh, uh, true here. This prophecy is going to become true here in just a moment. And the child Samuel grew on and was in favor both with the Lord and also with men. So not only were they disobeying God's laws, but they were also disrespecting God's sanctuary or God's house. Amen. It was, it was evil what these young men were doing. Amen. And, and the other problem that we have here, Brother Bubba, is even though Eli knew what was going on, and he really, amen, gave a little bit of a mild rebuke, I guess you could say, amen, to his sons. I mean, he didn't do enough to stop them from doing what they were doing. He allowed it to continue on and to keep going. Let's look down at verse number 27. Amen. This is going to be God's judgment upon Eli and his, and his sons and his family. And there came a man of God unto Eli and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Did I plainly appear unto thy house, uh, to the house of thy father when they were in Egypt in Pharaoh's house? And did I choose him out of all the tribes of Israel to be my priest, to offer upon mine altar, to burn incense, to wear an ephod before me? And did I give unto the house of thy father all the offerings made by fire of the children of Israel? Wherefore kick ye at my sacrifice and at mine offering, which I have commanded in my habitation, and honorest thy sons above me to make yourselves fat with the chiefest of all the offerings of Israel, my people? Wherefore the Lord God of Israel saith, amen, how many know we got to pay attention when it says the Lord saith, uh, amen, we need to pay attention to what he's saying. He says, I said indeed that thy house and the house of thy father should walk before me forever. But now, so, the Lord saith, be it far from me, for them that honor me I will honor, and they that despise me shall be lightly esteemed. Behold, the days come that I will cut off thine arm and the arm of thy father's house, that there shall not be an old man in thine house. And thou shalt see an enemy in my habitation and all the wealth which God shall give Israel, and there shall not be an old man in thine house forever. 
And the man of thine, whom I shall not cut off from mine altar, shall be to consume thine eyes and to grieve thine heart, and all the increase of thine house shall die in the flower of their age. And this shall be a sign unto thee, that thou shalt come upon thy two sons, on Hophni and Phinehas, in one day they shall die, both of them. And I will raise me up a faithful priest that shall do according to that which is in mine heart and in my mind, and I will build him a sure house, and he shall walk before mine anointed forever. Amen. God is going to bring this to pass. Amen. He continues on verse 36. Let's finish up the chapter. It says, And it shall come to pass that everyone that is left in thine house shall come and crouch to him for a piece of silver and a morsel of bread, and shall say, Put me, I pray thee, into one of the priest's offices, that I may eat a piece of bread. I know there's a lot of reading and that's a lot of background, amen. But let's kind of summarize here, amen, just for a second again. Number one, amen, the problem we have going on here so far with uh, Eli and with Hophni and Phinehas, his sons, number one, they disobeyed God's laws. We're going to come back to some of this in just a moment. Number two, they disrespected God's sanctuary, amen. And I believe number three, amen, Eli, amen, is guilty of this, I believe, just as well as his sons. They dishonored God's name. Amen. They disobeyed God's laws, they disrespected His sanctuary, and they dishonored, amen, His name. And that brings us, amen, we're going to skip on forward to 1 Samuel chapter, amen, number 4. And we're going to read through this, amen, what happens, amen, because of their sin and because of the things that they did here. Verse, amen, number 1 in chapter number 4. And the word of Samuel came into all Israel. Amen. Now Israel went out against the Philistines to battle and pitched beside Ebenezer, and the Philistines pitched in Aphek. And the Philistines put themselves in array against Israel, and when they joined battle, Israel was smitten before the Philistines, and they slew of the army in the field about 4,000 men. And when the people were coming to the camp, the elders of Israel said, Wherefore hath the Lord smitten us today before the Philistines? In other words, why has God allowed us to be smitten or destroyed or, or brought amen, to, uh, uh, to um, a defeat before our enemy, the Philistines? They said, Let us fetch the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord out of Shiloh unto us, that when it cometh among us, it shall save us out of the hands of of our enemies. I'll pause there just for a minute. Amen. They have, amen, somewhat of a right idea, amen, but they're going to go about this in the wrong way. Preached the message a long time ago. Some of you may remember it. Good intentions, bad decision. Amen. They had, amen, perhaps some good intentions, but they're making a bad, amen, decision here. At this time, amen, the, the, uh, the tabernacle, the Ark of the Covenant, dwelt in Shiloh. Amen. It was not yet, amen, brought into Jerusalem. Amen. As they came into the, amen, the promised land, amen, eventually it settled there in that place of Shiloh. Amen. They're going to go into, amen, the Holy of Holies in the tabernacle and remove the Ark of the Covenant. Here's another, amen, area, Brother Bubba, where they're doing something, amen, that God's law does not allow. Amen. And they're really treating the Ark of the Covenant a little bit like, Amen, a magical talisman or something. They're saying if we just have the Ark of the Covenant, uh, amen, in our presence, it will bring us victory. 
Amen. Good intention, bad decision. Amen. Because it wasn't, amen, the ark itself. It wasn't that wood, amen, covered, amen, in a sheet of gold, amen, that had, amen, the ark, the ark of covenant, which had the tab, the tablets, amen, of the Ten Commandments on the inside. It wasn't, amen, the physical box, amen, that was going to bring deliverance, uh, amen, to Israel. Amen. It was the God, uh, amen, of heaven that represented, amen, that ark of the covenant, amen, that would bring the, the deliverance and, and bring the victory. So the people, verse 4, sent into Shiloh that they may bring from thence the ark of the covenant of the Lord of hosts, which dwelleth between the cherubims. And the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, were with the ark of the covenant of God. And when the ark of the covenant of the Lord came into the camp, all Israel shouted with a great shout, so the earth rang again. They said, oh goodness, here's the ark of the covenant. Amen. We're going to have victory now. Verse 6, and when the Philistines heard the noise of the shout, they said, What meaneth the noise of this great shout in the camp of the Hebrews? And they understood that the ark of the Lord was come into the camp. Verse 7, and the Philistines were afraid. For they said, God is come into the camp. And they said, Woe unto us, for there hath not been such a thing heretofore. Woe to us, verse 8, who shall deliver us out of the hand of these mighty gods? These are the gods that smote the Egyptians with all the plagues in the wilderness. Be strong and quit yourselves like men. In other words, prepare yourselves. O ye Philistines, that ye be not servants unto the Hebrews as they have been to you. Quit yourselves like men, prepare, and fight. And the Philistines fought, and Israel was smitten, and they fled every man into his tent. And there was a great slaughter, for there fell of Israel 30,000 Footmen. And the ark of God was taken, and the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, were slain. And there ran a man of Benjamin out of the army, and came to Shiloh the same day with his clothes rent, and with earth upon his head. And when he came low, Eli sat upon a seat by the wayside, watching, for his heart trembled for the ark of God. And when the man came into the city and told it, all the city cried out. And when Eli heard the noise of the crying, he said, What meaneth the noise of this tumult? And the man came in hastily and told Eli. Now Eli was 98 years old, and his eyes were dim that he could not see. And the man said unto Eli, I am he that came out of the army, and I fled today out of the army. And he said, What is there done, my son? In other words, what, what's, what's taking place? And the messenger answered and said, Israel is fled before the Philistines, and there hath been also a great slaughter among the people. And, the two son, and thy two sons also, Hophni and Phinehas, are dead, and the ark of God is taken. And it came to pass when he made mention of the ark of God that he, Eli, fell from off the seat backwards by the side of the gate, and his neck brake, and he died. For he was an old man and heavy, and he had judged Israel... Forty years. And his daughter-in-law, Phinehas' wife, was with child, near to be delivered. And when she heard the tidings that the ark of God was taken, and that their father-in-law and her husband were dead, she bowed herself and travailed, for her pains came upon her. And about the time of her death, in other words, amen, this is, this is not going to turn out well for her either, about the time of her death, the women that stood by her said unto her, Fear not, for thou hast born a son. But she answered not, neither did she regard it. And she named the child Ichabod, 
saying, The glory is departed from Israel. Because the ark of God was taken and because her father-in-law and her husband. And she said, The glory is departed from Israel, for the ark of God is taken. Sad, sad state of affairs. What a sad condition and position for the nation of Israel to be in and for Eli and for his sons. Amen. God, as he described here in these verses that we read, amen, he called, amen, uh, Moses and Aaron out, amen. He made Aaron the high priest and and, and obviously, Eli is a descendant of Aaron. He said, man, I, I called you out. Amen. I brought you out of, of all the, amen, all the tribes of Israel. I placed upon you an anointing and a calling upon your life. Amen. To be, amen, the high priest and those things. Amen. But, amen, because of the sin, amen, of Eli, and because of the sin, amen, of his sons, and because of the condition, the spiritual condition and the moral condition, amen, of Israel, amen, God brought judgment uh, upon, amen, Eli and his household. Amen. And even even, amen, uh, Phineas's wife, amen, Eli's daughter-in-law recognized, uh, amen, that she understood, amen, because the ark of God had been taken by the enemy, amen, and because of the death of her, of her father-in-law and her husband, her brother-in-law, amen, she was saddened by all of this, amen, and she said, amen, because of what has taken place and because of what has happened, amen, she names her son uh, Ichabod, meaning the glory is departed. The glory has left. Now, I mean, I want to back up just for a second because I want to, I want to, I mean, suggest to you, I mean, something. It was not, uh, I mean, the moment that the Ark of the Covenant was taken by the Philistines that God's presence departed from Israel. I believe God's presence had already departed from Israel, amen, because of their condition, because of their sin, because of the things that they were, amen, doing, amen. The Ark of the Covenant going into the hands of the enemy, amen, was just, amen, a side effect. God allowed that to happen, amen, because if you keep on reading, amen, we don't have time to get into it tonight, amen. The Ark of the Covenant is going to cause some problems for the Philistines, amen. It's going to end up back, amen, in Israel's hands. Don't worry about that, amen. But it wasn't, amen, the, the physical box of the Ark of the Covenant, uh, amen, that said that God's presence had left Israel. God had already left Israel because Israel had already left God. The reason for Israel's decline was their own sin. I'm going to repeat these things a couple times tonight because I'm going to drill them into our brains. Number one, they disobeyed God's laws. Number two, they disrespected God's sanctuary. And number three, they dishonored God's name. Amen. The ark, and again, as I said, God did not leave Israel, but Israel had left God. Amen. The glory of the Lord departed because Israel forsook God. God has promised us uh, that He said, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you, but I will be with you always, even unto the end uh, of the world. Amen. God did not leave Israel. Israel left God. Amen. I believe we've studied it. I mean, if not, it may have been one of the, uh, I believe it was actually the first one lesson, that uh, Sunday school lesson on this uh, um, quarter on Revelation. I mean, the church in Ephesus in Revelation chapter number two, amen, it talks about, amen, that they had left their first love. They were to repent and do their first works over again. That's the condition and the position, amen, that we find, amen, the nation of Israel in. Amen. They, amen, you could say, amen, across, uh, amen, the nation of Israel, you could write the word Ichabod, meaning the glory of God had departed from Israel. Amen. I'm here to tell us, amen, tonight. I mean, this is, amen, the message I want to get across to us tonight. We need the glory of God. 
What is the glory of God? Amen. Well, the glory of God, I mean, if you read throughout the Old Testament and even through the New Testament, I mean, the glory of the Lord represented God's presence. It represented God's provision. It represented God's protection. It represented God's power. Amen. God was visibly, physically, amen, present at different times to the nation of Israel. Amen. If you remember, amen, as Moses, amen, is out there on the backside of a desert, uh, amen, he comes upon a bush, amen, that is burning but is not being consumed. Uh, Amen. It wasn't because it was a natural fire. It was because it was a supernatural fire. Amen. It was God Almighty. Amen. It was a visible, amen, representation of God in that burning bush that said, Moses, uh, amen, take your shoes off because the place uh, upon where you are standing is holy ground. Amen. As as God leads Israel out of Egypt, amen, and toward the Red Sea, uh, the Bible says, uh, and even as they were going through the wilderness, God led them by day by a cloud or a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. I mean, there was a visible, I mean, representation, I mean, of God, I mean, in His presence and His glory, I mean, among the people of Israel. We could go on and on. I mean, I remember, amen, the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You know the story is they are in the fiery furnace, uh, I mean, for not bowing down to King Nebuchadnezzar. I mean, the Bible says, uh, as the king looked over into the furnace, he said, wait a minute. Now, I'm pretty good at math. I'm the king. I know we threw three in. Amen. But I'm looking over into the fiery furnace. Amen. And I don't count three, but I count four. Amen. And the fourth one looks like the Son of God. Amen. It's because uh, it was the Son of God. Uh, Amen. Jesus Christ was in the fire with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And he's still be in the fire for us today when we need him. Amen. But I'm here to tell us this, God's glory will not stay where He is not welcome. God will never leave us or forsake us. It's us that leaves God. And when we do, God's glory will not remain on us. Amen. The word Ichabod, I want to just look at that just for a minute, amen, before we move on to the next part here. Ichabod, uh, amen, means the glory is departed. Or where is the glory? Or no glory. Amen. But above you, we've talked about this. I think we talked about it at lunch today a little bit. There are too many churches today, amen, who have, I mean, you could write Ichabod, amen, over the door. I mean, you could put Ichabod on the sign out front. Amen, because the glory of the Lord is departed. There are too many Christians today that uh, have the word Ichabod written on the lintel of the doorpost of their hearts. Amen, because they have, amen, allowed the glory of the Lord to depart from their lives. Uh, Amen, as the Word of God says, they have a form of godliness, but they deny the power thereof. I'm going to keep coming back to this. Uh, Amen, it's because they disobey God's laws, they disrespect God's sanctuary, and they dishonor God's name. I believe that. How do we ensure that God's glory remains on us? Uh, Amen, we've got to do these things. Amen, we've got to obey, amen, God's laws. This is it right here. Amen. It's, uh, it's not rocket surgery. Amen. It's, 
is, is, is laid out in black and white and red for us, amen, in God's Word, amen. God has given this as our instruction manual, amen, on how to live, on how to act, on how to have a relationship with Him, amen, and how to have the presence of God, amen, operating in our lives, amen. And too many times, amen, we see it, the example that I gave you earlier, amen, there are too many people, amen, that are standing behind pulpits or too many people that are sitting on pews, uh, amen, that are living lives, amen, that are contrary to God's Word and calling themselves Christians, amen. And God's presence and God's glory will not be upon their lives. I can tell you that. Number two, amen, we've got to, we've got to honor God's sanctuary. Amen. I'm going to have two parts to this. I mean, we've got to honor God's sanctuary. We know this physical building, in a sense, amen, is God's house. It's God's sanctuary. It's the place where God's presence dwells. It's the place where we come, amen, to meet with Him, amen, and to have a relationship with Him, amen, corporately as the body of Christ, amen. But also, amen, the Bible says, don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? Amen. And so I believe that God, uh, amen, desires for us and God requires of us, uh, amen, to uh, treat these bodies and to treat our lives, uh, amen, with dignity and with respect, amen, that God expects from us. Amen. Number three, amen, they dishonored God's name. Amen, we got to honor the name of the Lord. As I said, I'm not going to go into detail on this because we talked about this, amen, a week or so ago, amen, but we've got to honor the name of the Lord. Amen, when we're out there in the world, if we're living, amen, one way on Sunday morning and we're living a different way on Tuesday afternoon, uh, amen, we are not bringing honor to the name of God. We're dishonoring His name. We're bringing our approach upon the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. When we, when we wear the shirt and we don't live the life, amen, there's something wrong and there's something going on in our life. And I mean, Brother Bubba, I can tell you, amen, many people say, well, you're not supposed to judge folks, amen, but the Bible says, uh, amen, that I can determine a, the type of tree by the fruit that it bears. Amen. A good tree doesn't bring forth rotten fruit. Come on. Amen. A good tree is going to bring forth some good fruit. Amen. And so we know, amen, out there in the world today, amen, in the church world today, amen, as a whole, Brother Bubba, I would say, amen, that, uh, amen, we're starting to, amen, not starting, let me back up, amen. I want to say in the church world today, amen, we are seeing some of the same, amen, things that were going on back, amen, in in Eli's day, in Samuel's day, some of the things that were going on in Jesus' day, amen, the church, amen, is turning away, uh, amen, from the Word of God. They're turning away, amen, from the truth of God's Word. They're turning away from holiness. They're turning away from righteousness. Amen. They're turning away from repenting of sin. Uh, amen. For the way to make it to heaven. And we're trying to give everybody, amen, some other way, some other avenue, uh, amen, that maybe is a little bit easier, a little bit more comfortable, amen, to get to glory and to get to heaven. But I'm here to tell you tonight, uh, amen, there is no other way, there is no other truth, uh, and there is no other life uh, except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Amen. I'm going to tell you this, I mean, if we'll do what God says, he don't ask a lot of us, I don't, I don't believe. Compared to what Jesus Christ did for us, I don't think God's really asking a lot. Amen, I believe it's over, I believe it's in Malachi, I may have it wrong, but above it, but uh, I mean, it says, what does the Lord require of me but to do, justly, to do justice, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with my God? Amen. I mean, that's really all the Lord is asking us to do, amen, is to give him our best. And he doesn't expect perfection, amen, but he does expect dedication. 
Amen. And I want to tell you this, amen, when we live, amen, a life, as we talked about, amen, last time, that honors God, when we, when we live a life that obeys His, His laws, His commandments, when we live a life, amen, that honors, uh, amen, the name of God, I'm here to tell us that the glory of God will be present with us. Amen. I'm here to tell you, I mean, I, I've seen it happen. I'm not going to testify too much tonight, amen, but I will testify just for a minute. I've seen God do so many things uh, in my lifetime, Brother Bubba. Amen. I don't know, what is it, 42? I don't remember. I lose track of them now. I mean, it doesn't they? It's gotten to the point, my, my, I mean, uh, I don't really keep track of them as much as I used to, Brother Bo. I don't, I don't want to know Amen. how bad it's getting. Amen. Amen. My, uh, my knees and my back and all those things remind me of my age. I mean, uh, I mean but I, I just think about it, the 42 years that I've been living and you know, I could probably say maybe, I don't know, 35 of those I can actually remember. <laughs> I mean, what happened and what was going on. But I've seen God do some miraculous things in my life. I have physically with my eyes seen God heal cancer. I have physically with my eyes, amen, seen God, amen, heal my daughter, amen, and bring her, amen, through, amen, just uh uh, a period of time in her life where, amen, if, if it had not been for God, amen, she would not be here. Amen. One pound. Amen. She was born at 22 weeks gestation. Amen. These kind of things. At the time, Brother Bubba, when she was born, they told us she is right on the edge. She's basically right at the point where we make the decision, is it even worth trying to save them at this point? Basically what they told us. They said if she had been born a week earlier, there would have been no hope for her. They probably wouldn't even have tried as hard as they did to save her life. Amen. But I saw God, Brother Bubba, do some miraculous things in her life. Amen. When I could look at her through that screen of the incubator, amen, Sister Betty, and I could see her internal organs, amen, her, her eyes had not opened, she had no eyelids, she had no eyebrows, she had no fingernails, she had none of those things, and I got to see God work a miracle and bring her from one pound, amen, to 16 years old, going on 17 years old, amen, and working for the kingdom of God. Bubba, I've seen God do some miraculous things. You talked about it in the message earlier, I mean, about uh, seeing people slain in the Spirit, about seeing, I mean, people filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost and seeing people, I mean, changed, I mean, come out of addictions and things in their lives, I mean, and it wasn't, I mean, nothing wrong with some of these things. I'm not saying that, I mean, but, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't a 12-step program or it wasn't some other thing that brought them out of that addiction and what they were going through. It was the power and the glory of Almighty God Amen. They got a hold of their lives uh, and changed them from the inside out instantly. I've seen God, amen, bring people through some, some dark times in their lives. Amen. Y'all have heard Brother Kevin's testimony about how God, amen, delivered him and brought him out of what he was going through. You see what God's doing for Joshua. You see what God, amen, has been doing for John. You see all the things that have happened. We, we hear the story of, uh, um, I believe it was Daryl, uh, amen, her daughter, uh, Amen. She came and testified at a women's, uh, women's uh, meeting here at the church, amen, about how her daughter, amen, was dead. She was not breathing for 14 minutes. For 14 minutes, her baby did not breathe. Clinically dead. It would have been very easy, I'm sure, for the doctors at some point to give up and, and pronounce it. 
dead. But God said, this baby shall live. Amen. And it did. Amen. And God brought that baby through what it was going through. Amen. They could say it was this or it was coincidence or it was whatever. Amen. You can attribute it to whatever you want to attribute it to. Amen. But I'm going to attribute it to God. Amen. I know it was. There's been so many things that God has done in my life. Amen. If I sit here all night as a... Amen. As the writer John talked about Jesus, amen. If I were to write down or tell you all the things that God has done for me in my life and I've seen God do in other people's lives, amen, we wouldn't have time to talk about it and we wouldn't be able to fill the, we'd fill up so many books, by the way, there wouldn't be room enough to contain them. If we were to go around this room tonight, as you said this morning, and give our testimonies, God, uh, amen, has done so much for us. Amen. And when the glory of God, this is what I want to get to tonight. I mean, when the glory of God is present in our lives and the glory of God is present in our church. Amen. The glory of God will be present to save. Amen. I don't think, but pastor, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think, I mean, we're seeing as many saved as we should see saved. I think we can see more, don't you, Blue? Amen, amen. When the glory of God is present, it'll be present to save. Amen. Because when the true glory of God is in my heart and it's in this church and it's in the atmosphere, amen, and, and, a, and, a, and somebody amen, that is lost and undone walks into a church service, uh, amen, and the glory of God is present in that service, uh, amen, the convicting power, amen, of God, amen, is going to be so strong, uh, amen, that one or two things are going to happen, uh, amen, either they're going to have to give in, uh, amen, and find themselves an old-fashioned altar, or they're going to have to get up and run out of the church. I've seen both happen. Brought one here one night. I believe Brother Shannon was here for singing or something or, or uh, 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 revival. It was revival. Amen. And we brought one in here. Amen. And glory to God. I hope and pray God has touched their lives and, and brought them through what they were going through. We were trying to help them out and do some things. Amen. We said, we'll help you. Amen. We'll, we'll help you with what you're going through, but you got under one condition. What's that? You got to come to church with us. Okay. <laughs> you got another answer. So we're going to pick you up. <laughs> Amen. At 6.30, we're going to be at the church at 7 o'clock. You stay through the service. Uh, amen. And we'll bless you when the service is over. Amen. I think they lasted about 14 and a half minutes. Brother, brother, brother Shannon, amen, got to singing. Amen. He got to, he got, you know what I'm talking about? He was shouting, amen, and praising and singing to the glory of God. Amen. Next thing I know, amen, they done run out the door. Amen. They're running down the street calling somebody, would you please come pick me up? I ain't telling y'all a story. I'm telling y'all the truth. Amen. We ran out the door and met him and said, hey, where are you going? We got to go. We can't stay here. Amen. You know what it was? It was the convicting power of God. Amen. It was so strong in that service. Uh, amen. That they could not sit still. Amen. And they made a decision to run. I mean, I hope they made the decision to turn to Jesus. Amen. In their lives. Amen. But uh, amen. When God's glory, amen, is present in the church, he's present in our lives, in our hearts, uh, he'll be present to save. When God's glory and his presence, amen, is in our lives, uh, amen, he'll be present to heal. Amen. Too many times, brother, he's, he, he's done it for me. Amen. Too many times he's done it for me. I believe that God is a healer today. 
Amen. I believe when His presence, amen, His glory, amen, is in my life, He'll be present, amen, to heal. When God, amen, and His glory is present, He'll be present to deliver. Amen. I don't people say what they want to say, but I want to tell you what I believe, amen, tonight. Amen. I believe there is no addiction. There is no stronghold. There is no demonic grip that God cannot break. None. Doctors can say, psychiatrists can say, psychologists can say, they can say whatever they want to say. (laughs) Amen. But I do not believe there is anything, amen, that God cannot deliver. Amen. When the glory of the Lord is present, He'll be present to set the captive free. Amen. A lot of people don't teach this anymore or preach this or talk about it or want to avoid it, amen, but uh, I'm just going to be honest with y'all tonight, amen. I've seen too many things in my life, amen, to not believe, amen, that God's power is real. And it's been a long time, Brother Bubba, since we've seen someone delivered. You preached about it this morning. You read the scripture this morning, amen, and seen devils cast out of somebody. Amen, but I've seen it happen, Brother Bubba. Amen. I've been, I've been in those experiences. I've been in those moments. I've been in those times, amen, where there was, amen, someone, amen, who was bound up with an evil spirit, amen, that uh, had control of their lives, amen, and I've, I've, seen the, uh, I've seen the effects of it. I've seen what it does to people's hearts and lives, uh, amen, but I'm also here to tell you, amen, I've also seen what the power of Almighty God is able to do for them. Amen. Those, amen, I, I've seen... Uh, I've seen, I've seen both sides of this equation, Brother Bob. I've seen pastors, uh, amen, and uh, I hope and pray that these people found deliverance. I've seen pastors, uh, amen, when someone would stand up with a demon, demonic spirit in their life to interrupt the service in the middle of the service, amen, he would tell the person, sit down and shut up. I'm up here talking right now. Amen, you're not going to interrupt me. You just sit back there. Amen, the person got out, walked out the door, never found deliverance. Amen. It's up to us. Bible says... Amen. It's his disciples. We'll receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon us. Be his witnesses. He also told his disciples, Amen, I'm going to give you power over unclean spirits. Didn't you read that this morning? I think you read that this morning, didn't you? To cast out devils. Amen. When the power of God and the glory of God is present in our lives, Amen, we'll have the power and the strength, Amen, to fight, Amen, any demonic force that comes against us because it's not us that's fighting them, it's the power of God that's fighting against those things, Amen. We can't do it ourselves. Amen, ask the seven sons of Siva what happens when you do it yourself. Read that story. Amen, they got whipped up one side, back down the other, Amen, had to run out of the house with not a stitch of clothes on, Amen, because they thought, Amen, they could fight against the, these that were bound up with evil spirits, Amen. But I read in one place, uh, Amen, Brother Bubba, I believe it was Paul and Silas are just walking through, Amen, this town one day, Amen, and there's this young girl that comes up behind them and just begins to praise them. Amen, you would think it would be a good thing. She's saying, listen to these guys, listen to Paul and Silas because they're telling us the way to God. For days, this goes on, and finally, amen, Paul's walking around one day, and he said, man, I've had enough of this. He discerned that there was an evil spirit in this young lady, that what she was saying, amen, was demonic in nature, amen, and he turned around, and he said, in the name of Jesus Christ, come out of her. 
It was just that simple. Amen. And the young woman was delivered of that demonic oppression in her lives. Amen. Why? Because the glory of God was present in Peter, I mean, in Paul, in Silas, and Barnabas, and all those, amen, of the early church. Amen. And I'm here to tell us it's time we as the church, amen, get back to, amen, where God wants us to be. I believe that. It's time, Brother Bubba. Amen. I know I'm a, I'm a little bit old fashioned. Amen. Sometimes, amen. And we say, well, the, you know, the church has just changed. We're different today. I think that's the problem. I think we're trying to be too different. We're trying to be too modern. We're trying to be too relevant. Amen. We're trying to be too comfortable for everybody. Amen. We're trying to make sure, amen, nobody, uh, amen, uh, gets, gets a little bit uncomfortable in the church service or, amen, uh, you know, uh, all these kind of things. I, 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 think, I think we're missing the mark, Brother Bubba. You know, what it, you know what it was that got me saved, Sister Betty? It was feeling uncomfortable in the church service because there was a man standing behind the pulpit, amen, preaching the fire of God, amen, and saying, if you don't repent of your sins, you're going to die and go to a devil's hell. I got a little uncomfortable sitting on the pew. I mean, it was all right. I mean, that's what drove me to God. I mean, it's what, I mean, pushed me to say, you know what? Uh, I mean, there, I've seen so many things. I know, uh, I mean, there is something to this. Amen. And I need to turn my heart and life over to God. When the glory of God is present, amen, he'll baptize in the Holy Ghost. Amen. We ain't seen that in a while either, have we? Hmm. Amen. But God will do it. Amen. I've seen him do it too many times. Amen. When the, when the glory of God is present, amen, he'll anoint for ministry. When the glory of God is present, amen, we'll, we'll see the operation of the gifts of the Spirit. Amen. Our church. Amen. By the way, that's one of the things I pray for all the time. And I don't pray for myself. I do. I don't pray only for myself. This is the way I pray. I say, God, I want to see the operation of the gifts of the Spirit in our church. And I can't do all of them. And God, you, you said you would divide them up severally as you will. In other words, you're going to give one this, one that. You're going to operate in this one with this one today, this one with that one tomorrow. I mean, whatever it is, I mean, it's, it's uh, the Holy Spirit that makes a decision on who they work through, who He works through and who He uses I mean, in certain areas. So I pray, God, amen, I want to see the operation of the gifts of the Spirit, amen, in our church. And I want you to use every single person, amen, that is in our church in some way. God, give them a gift, I don't know what it, whatever it is. I mean, the Bible says, I mean, there's a, there's a word of wisdom. There's a word of knowledge. I mean, there's a word of prophecy. I mean, there's a gift of discernment. There's a gift of tongues. There's a gift of interpretation. There's a gift of faith. There's a gift of healing. There's a gift of miracles. Uh, I mean, there's all these things that are available to us uh, as the body of Christ. Uh, I mean, and I believe what God is wanting us to do, as Paul says uh, in his writings, desire, uh, I mean, the gifts of God. Seek after, I mean, the gifts of God. I mean, you want to see, uh, amen, a healing take place, uh, amen, start, amen, going into the presence of God and let the glory of God be real in your life, uh, amen. I believe he can do it. I don't say this irreverently tonight, and I hope this family tonight doesn't take it this way, because I've said this before, my grandmother, um, Grandma Shackle, uh, has been in a wheelchair uh, since, the mid, uh, since the late 80s. She was in a car accident uh, and uh, going into Cantonment, Florida. And a uh, guy came over the hill doing over 100 miles an hour. I don't know what it was. And, 
and they were turning uh, to go into her, the road that goes to her house, what was her house then, and, and uh, the car that was coming over the hill hit broadside right into her door, uh, passenger side door, broke her neck, broke her back. Uh, she's been in a wheelchair for, for now, whatever it's been, 30-something years, 30 years plus. And Brother Bob and I've said many times, I would love nothing more Amen. to have the faith, amen, of, of Paul and of Silas and amen, to have the faith of Peter and, and have the faith of some of these, 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 these men that we read about in the Word of God, amen, that, uh, amen, as Jesus, amen, talked about as he, as he would go up to some of these and we were sick and lame, I mean, he didn't, he didn't go up and, and, and say, well, you know, God, uh, Father, um, we know you're capable of healing, and so God, if it's, if it's your will, uh, and all the things line up like they're supposed to line up or whatever, would you, would you please consider, I mean, healing this person? You know what, you know what he did? You know what Paul and them did? You know what he did to the, remember what Peter and uh, John did, I mean, that one day, I mean, they walked up to the temple, there's a guy laying lame at the gate, I mean, they didn't walk up and go, well, God... You know, if you feel like it today, uh-uh. Amen. They went up to the man that was laying here and said, man, I, I ain't got no silver and gold. I know that's what you're looking for. Amen. When he took him by the hand, he said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Huh. That's faith. You know why that's faith? Amen. Because it's easy for me to say... Uh, let me back up and I'll say this, amen. It got, Jesus is healing one at one point, uh, amen, and they're getting on to him about healing, amen, at this particular time. And Jesus says, okay, amen, let's, talk, let's think about this. He says, is it easier to say, thy sins be forgiven thee, or rise, take up your bed and walk? Well, it's easier to say your sins be forgiven thee because I can't see your sins being forgiven on the inside of you. I can't visually see that, amen. So I could say your sins are forgiven thee. And you just got to take my word for it. Amen. But if I say, rise, take up your bed and walk, and that which was lame, amen, gets up, amen, rolls the bed up, throws it on the shoulder and walks out the door, amen, you know that the glory of God has been present in that place. You know, God's done something. Amen. So it's one thing to say, amen, God, I know you're able to heal. It's a total different thing to walk up to somebody and say, in the name of Jesus, you're healed. Rise up and walk. I would love nothing more, amen, to walk up to my grandmother, amen, and say, Grandma, amen, she's, she's got to be 98, 7, somewhere in that neighborhood, amen. Been in a wheelchair for over 30 plus years, amen. I would love nothing more to say, Grandma, I know you're going to get your, your final healing when you get to heaven. Amen. But I'm, I just think God wants you to say, man, take a couple more steps on this earth. Amen. Before, amen, you head over to the other side and say, in the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. Not because there's any power in me. Because there's power in the name of Jesus. And again, I, I hope. I, mean, I hope I'm not saying this irreverently tonight, amen, but I would love nothing more. I would love nothing more, Brother Kevin, than to walk back there right now to little Joshua and have the faith to take him by the hand and say, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Joshua, get up and walk. Joshua, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, 
Open up your mouth and speak. I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. I might, I might look like it, but I ain't crazy. That power, that glory is available to every single child of God that is in this house of God right now. See, a lot of times we think it's got to be the pastor that lays hands on them and prays the prayer of faith. And God does. God uses our pastor mightily. <laughs> amen. Amen. But sometimes, uh, amen, it's me and you. Sometimes, amen, it's those prayer warriors. Sometimes, uh, amen, it's, uh, amen, it's them old ladies and them old men, amen, that have been on their knees, uh, amen, have been in prayer to God, uh, amen, they've got a right relationship with God, uh, amen, they've been obeying God's laws, amen, they've been, amen, respecting God's sanctuary, amen, they've been honoring His name, they've been living for God, amen, they've been doing what God says do, and God says, you know what, uh, amen, because you're obeying me, my presence, uh, my glory is upon you, uh, amen, and they can be used for the glory of God in any number of ways, and that's one of the ways God does it. I've seen it happen, Brother Bubba. You've seen it too. I've seen some of the, amen, again, I'm saying, I'm not saying this irreverently tonight, I say this reverently, amen, I've seen some of those, uh, amen, old ladies, amen, that's uh, quiet, you don't hardly hear anything out of them, amen, but I'll tell you what, amen, when God got a hold of them, amen, and God said, go pray for so-and-so, uh, amen, they, they didn't, there was no more dignity, they weren't worried about how many bobby pins were in their hair, uh, amen, them things were flying around, uh, amen, they were going, amen, because why, uh, amen, because they knew God, uh, amen, was present, uh, amen, in their lives, and they knew God was present, uh, and he was able to save and deliver and set free, uh, amen, and heal and bring them out uh, of whatever it is they were going through. You can tell us tonight, God can do the same thing for us. Amen. And I believe God is wanting to do this. Amen. In this last day. I know I spent a little bit of time bashing, if a little bit, if you want to call it that. Amen. The church today. And I'm not bashing New Testament church specifically. Amen. I'm bashing the church, amen, in general in the world today. I'm going to give you a little bit of hope as we leave, and then we'll close with this. Amen. Why don't we see the miracles? in the church like we once did? Why don't we see salvations in the church like we once did? Why don't we see deliverances in the church like we once did? Why don't we see the glory of God in the church like we once did? Amen. Could I, could I ask the question, propose the question to us tonight? Uh, amen. Is it, uh, amen, not because God has left us. Could it be because we have left God? Could it be because we've turned away from just the simpleness of the gospel of Jesus Christ. But I want to leave you with this. I mean, if I can find this scripture, I think it's Ezekiel. I think I got it marked here. Ezekiel chapter number 43. If you go back and read, and I think it's Ezekiel chapter number 11. You can read about how Ezekiel sees through a vision how the glory of God, amen, was lifted, lifted up off the temple at that time, amen, and left the temple, amen. The glory of God departed Amen, from Israel and from the temple. But I want to read you this, amen, because I want to leave you with some hope tonight. Amen. Uh, Ezekiel chapter number 43, verse number 1 says, Afterward, he brought me to the gate, even to the gate that looketh toward the east. And behold, the glory of God of Israel came from the way of the east, and his voice was like a noise of many waters, and the earth shined with his glory. 
And it was according to the appearance of the vision which I saw. Amen. Even according to the vision that I saw when I came to destroy the city. And the visions were like the visions that I saw by the river Kibar, and I fell upon my face. And the glory of the Lord came into the house by the way of the gate, whose prospect is toward the east. So the Spirit took me up and brought me into the inner court, and behold, the glory of the Lord filled the house." Amen. There was a promise, amen, to Israel, amen, because they had left and turned away from God and done idolatry and all the things, amen, that they have done. God's presence, uh, amen, and His power, amen, over their lives, amen, had left and had departed, amen. But Ezekiel saw a vision. He said, one day, there is coming a day when Israel is going to turn back, uh, amen, to their God. They're going to turn back, uh, amen, to me. They're going to, amen, come back to me, amen, with a full heart of repentance. And God, uh, amen, shows Ezekiel that one day the presence uh, and the glory of God, uh, is going to rest again, uh, amen, on them. I'm here to tell you tonight, uh, if we've lost some things in God, uh, if we feel like, amen, we don't have the presence and the power of God in our lives like we once had, uh, amen, if there's a desire and a hunger, amen, for more things in our life, uh, I'm here to tell you, uh, amen, God's just waiting on you uh, and God's just waiting on me, uh, amen, to come back to Him uh, and say, God, uh, I repent, I turn away of all that and I come to you humbly. Amen, and I want your presence and power in my life. Stand to your feet if you're able to stand tonight. Hallelujah. I appreciate y'all bearing with me tonight. I know it was a lot of reading, a lot of word. Amen, but here's what I believe. I mean, the Bible says that God's word will not return void. We just read the scripture tonight. It's going to do something. It's going to accomplish what God's sending out to do. Amen. I'm here to tell us tonight, I mean, God wants more, I believe, out of us, Brother Bo. God wants to do more, amen, for us in our lives. I mean, God wants to do greater, as you said earlier, amen, greater things, uh, greater miracles shall you do, God, Jesus said, because I go to my Father. Amen. amen. Brother Bo, I wonder sometimes if I, if I quench the Spirit of God, I quench that fire and that that power that you were talking about this morning, amen, because of lack of faith or doubt or, amen, because I'm, I'm too concerned about uh, this or that or the other. And, uh, amen, I'm just not simply focused on the things of God and His presence and power in my life. I mean, you see what happened, amen, to, uh, to Hophni and Phinehas. You see what happened to Eli. Amen, God's blessing and, and God's glory was upon their life. Amen, the anointing of God, amen, was upon them. Amen, but they allowed some things to come into their hearts and come into their lives, amen, that drew them away from God and drew them away from where, amen, they knew they should have been, amen, and living the life that they know they should have lived. Amen, and because of that, because of their sin and because, amen, of, of, of their um, uh, the lifestyle and the things that they were doing, amen, and God's presence, amen, eventually, amen, left their lives. Amen. A lot of people today will say, well, you know, that, that can never happen. God won't do that today. By the way, I can also say I've seen God do some mighty miracles, as I've said before, but I've also, amen, been in a place in my life before, amen, where I turned, where I was saved, I was living for God on fire for Him, amen, as I've told you all many times, and saved, amen, baptized in the Holy Ghost right in that corner over there of this church when I was a teenager. Brother Bob, I turned away from God and turned to the things of this world and 
and I, I left God. And eventually, and in the Spirit of God, although he, was, he never forsook me, eventually, Brother Bubba, I believe the Spirit of God had to say, Son, if, if that's what you want, I'm going to give you what you want. God's anointing, God's presence, His power left my life. I've said this many times, and I know there's a lot of opinions and thoughts on this, and, and the church is really divided on this issue in some, some cases, but um, I truly believe if, if God would have called my number, the rapture of the church would have taken place at that time of my life. I truly believe I would, I would not have been ready. And I would have eventually one day, Brother Bubba, lifted up my eyes as the rich man did in a place of torment. God was merciful to me. And he was gracious to me. Amen. And even though, amen, I lost that desire, I lost the fire, I lost the you know, passion to live for God in my life, and I, t- I turned to other things of this world. Amen. God never forsook me. He never left me. He was just waiting on me just like, amen, the, the church of Ephesus, I believe it is, in the book of Revelation. He says, amen, repent and do your first works over. Return back to your first love. And Brother Bubba, when I did that, I mean, I, I wasn't in a church service. I wasn't in a revival. I mean, it wasn't somebody up there, amen, shucking the corn and amen, preaching one of those Holy Ghost messages. I, I was at my house alone, a failure in many ways. Had failed my wife, had failed my children, had failed my family, had failed God. But God saw fit to give me one more chance to turn my life over to Him. And Brother Bubba, I'm, as I stand up here today, I'm nothing. Nothing without Jesus Christ in my life. I, Paul says, I am what I am by the grace of God. That's, that's all I can count on tonight. But I thank God, in whatever way, whatever shape, whatever form, God opened up, amen, the door for me, amen, to turn my life back over to Him, to come back to Him. And when I did, amen, Brother Bubba, that spirit, the presence, the glory of God, amen, that had once, amen, lifted up off of my life, I mean, I believe, uh, amen, come back down to my life one more time, amen, He saved my soul, He delivered me, amen, from the things of this world, He turned my life around, He changed me completely. Amen, I believe that, Brother Bubba, that... I mean, had it not been for that moment in my life, that day, that, that really night, it was about 8.30 at night. I remember it vividly. I felt the very presence of God walk in the room, Brother Kevin. He showed up there for me. Amen. Who knows if the presence of God walked in this room tonight for you. Maybe he's here tonight and speaking to you through this, amen, humble message, amen, and my broken words. Maybe he's speaking to your life tonight. And maybe he's speaking still to my life tonight and saying, you know what, hey man, brother, brother Tony, you want to see the glory, you want to see my glory? As Moses said, God, show me your glory. God said, you can't see my glory, son. Amen. I'll, I'll cover you in the cleft of the rock. Amen. And you can, you can sense my presence as I go by. Amen. 
Amen. But if you want to see the glory of God and the presence of God operating in your life, amen, like I do, amen, maybe, maybe God is speaking to us tonight to say, amen, are we, are we truly living the way that we should live? Are we truly devoted to Him in the way that should, we should be devoted to Him? Are we truly, amen, uh, uh, set upon, amen, the, the seeing God's presence and power and glory so evident in our lives to see some of these things we talked about tonight take place? Amen. As I stand before you tonight, I can say very plainly, very poignantly, Amen, brother Bubba. I guess, Amen. I, I got some, I got some steps up the, the rungs of the ladder that I could take tonight. I could draw closer to God. Many areas of my life, Amen. So that maybe, Amen, brother Bubba, one day, Amen. We could walk in this place, amen, with the faith, uh, amen, as it just says as a grain of mustard seed, but with faith in God to believe, uh, amen, that God is able to do the miracles and the things that we're doing, amen, and get, see God, amen, begin to transform lives and begin to heal and begin to deliver and begin to set free, amen, and begin to operate in our lives, amen, that the way, uh, amen, I know that God wants to operate. And I know, amen, I desire to see Him operate. Amen, in my life. Amen. I'm going to ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes just for a minute. Amen. I'm not going to hold this too long. Amen, tonight. But I just want to ask you, amen, this question tonight. Amen. Is, uh, is your heart's desire to see some of these things take place, amen, in your life? Do you want to, amen, see? I know some of you that are in here tonight would agree with me. You've seen, amen, the power of God, amen, moving and operating, amen, in your life. You've seen it operating in other people's lives. You've seen it, amen, in operation in the church. You've seen God do mighty miracles in this very building. Amen. I want to ask you the question, amen, tonight. Amen. Do you desire, do you seek, uh, amen, to see those same things happening again? Do you want to see God moving in a greater way, in a greater measure, amen, in your life and in the life of our church? Amen. Is uh, God speaking to you tonight? Again, I'm not going to hold this too long, but if God is speaking to you, amen, to, uh, Amen, to draw closer to Him. If there's some things in your life where, amen, you want God to move in a greater way, in a greater measure, amen, if you want to be used by God, amen, you want to see God, amen, operate in your life, amen, in a greater way, amen, the altars are open tonight, amen, there's an opportunity for you to come, amen, you can make an altar where you're at, uh, amen, as well, amen, but I'm just going to give you, amen, a quick invitation, amen, tonight, amen, to respond, amen, to the Word of God, amen, respond to the call, amen, of God that is upon your life, I mean, I know, amen, for a fact there's some of you in this place tonight. Night, amen, that God, amen, has called and God has anointed and God, amen, is desiring to use in a greater way and a greater measure, amen, and I, I know you're probably a little bit like me, amen, and you probably say, amen, well, that's, uh, I, I can't do that, God, I, uh, I'm, I'm a little bit like Moses in, in, in so many ways, God, I don't feel worthy, uh, God, to, uh, to be used by you, God, I don't, I don't see, uh, God, how you could use somebody like me, God, I, I don't speak well, God, I don't do this well or that well, amen, but God is saying, amen, I'm able to take, uh, amen, whatever you are, amen, I'm able to take the talents you have, the abilities you have, multiply, amen, and use them for my glory, amen, don't let the devil, amen, defeat you, amen, out of a blessing in your life, uh, amen, because of doubt, uh, because of, uh, amen, you don't believe you're worthy, because you don't believe, uh, amen, that God could use somebody like like you, amen, don't, uh, amen, miss out on what God wants to do in somebody else's life, uh, amen, because you're not willing to step out by faith, uh, amen, and believe and trust God to do a miracle and a blessing in something, amen, unexpected in your own life. Dear Heavenly Father, God, tonight, Lord, as I stand before you, God, I stand before you humbly, 
God, I stand before you broken. God, I stand before you, God, with a contrite spirit. God, I stand before you, God, tonight, knowing, God, that there are many areas, many things in my life, God, Lord, where I need help, God, and I need strength, God, from you, God. I ask you, Lord God, as our pastor said this morning, God, if there is anything, God, that is hindering me, God, if there is any sin, if there's any unrighteousness, God, if there's any, God, ill intent, God, if there's any, God, works of the flesh, God, that are holding me back, God, from being, God, what you would have me to be. God, I'm fulfilling, God, Lord, the calling and the anointing, God, that you placed upon my life. God, I repent of it, Lord, tonight. I repent, God, Lord, with my whole heart. God, we turn away from it, Lord. God, as, as, as David prayed, the psalmist prayed, God, when God, he had, he had failed, God, he had failed, Lord, uh, uh, in so many ways in his life, God. And he said, uh, Lord, just, uh, God, forgive me of my sins. God, cleanse me from unrighteousness, Lord. Renew within me a right spirit. God, form within me a pure heart, God. Lord, restore to me the joy of your salvation. God, he said in one place, God, he said, God, take not thine Holy Spirit from me. God, we don't want to see, God, your Holy Spirit and your presence and your glory depart from our lives or depart from our church. God, or, or, or depart, God, from the kingdom of God here on this earth. God, there's more, God, that you want to do. God, there's more that, uh, God, you desire to do. There's more that you can do, God, in our lives, God, in our church, in our community, in our family. God, from West Virginia, God, to South Alabama, Lord, uh, God, all across this country and all across this world, God. God, you're still on the move. God, and you're still, God, alive and well. God, in your presence and your power and your glory, God, is still as real as it was 2,000, 4,000, 6,000 years ago. doesn't matter. God, if there's anything holding us back, God, tonight, God, I ask you, Lord God, to deliver us, God, and to forgive us, Lord, and uh, God, uh, bring us, God, into that right relationship with you, God. And when we come into that right relationship, God, I ask you, Lord, give us the hunger. Give us the desire. God, give us the passion. God, give us, God, the fervor. God, give us the fire, God, in our lives, Lord. Lord, to go after you, God, not half-heartedly, God, but with every fiber, God, of our being and our existence, God. God, from the moment that we wake up in the morning until the time, God, that we lay down our head on our pillow at night. God, may we live our lives in such a way, God, Lord, to uh, obey your laws. God, to honor your sanctuary. God, and to, God, respect your name. Bring glory to your name. God, I ask you, Lord God, tonight, if there's something you want to do in this service, God. God, if there's something else, God, that you want to do, God, in this service, Lord, we ask you, Lord God, to work, God, through God, those that are here. God, through the Holy Spirit, God. Walk the aisles, God, of this church, God, in this, uh, this pulpit, in this altar area, God, to speak to hearts and lives, God, that are here tonight. I don't have it tonight, but I know a man who does. I can't do it, but I know a man who can. Jesus, I thank you for what you've done in my life. I thank you, God, for what you've done, God, in all these lives. God, we don't want to, as Brother Bubba said this morning, we don't want to neglect the miracles that have already taken place. God, there's a miracle in our midst tonight. God was underwater from minutes and without breath, God, for minutes, God. There was no other way, God. There's no other way that young man back there is alive today except for your hand. I thank you for the testimony of this father and this mother, God, that 
have proclaimed, God, that they know without any shadow of doubt, God, it's by your hand, God, that he's here today. And there's a, because of that, we know, God, if you didn't have a plan and a purpose and, and uh, God, something for little Joshua to do, God, you would have taken him on to be with you in heaven. God, the fact that he is here tonight, God, is evidence, God, that you've got a calling upon his life. God, and we ask you, Lord God, tonight, God, whatever that calling is, whatever that plan is, whatever that purpose is, God, begin to fulfill it in his life, God. I believe it's already started. I believe you're already doing it, God. Uh, I believe it's already, amen, in the works, amen, right now. Amen. Countless lives, tens of thousands, perhaps hundreds of thousands of lives, touched, changed, blessed, moved upon because, amen, of his story. And we thank you for that. God, but I believe you got greater works in store for him. In Jesus' name. Amen, brother. Jacob is going to stand there for uh, for brother Johnny Brinkman. Amen. We've seen God bring Johnny so far. Amen. From where he was, but Amen. As I began to pray and I was studying and getting ready for tonight, brother Bubba. I mean. Uh, Amen. I begin to cry and I begin to pray and begin to call out for Brother Johnny. Amen. Because, amen, I know. Amen. We know. Amen. Him being on that ventilator for as long as he's been on it. Uh, amen. It's, it's not good for his body. Amen. And this disease has ravaged him. Amen. It seems like when he's got the strength to come off the ventilator, he's, he's had to go right back on it. But we believe tonight, Brother Jacob, amen, I believe I'm going to stand in faith with you yes, tonight, sir. and we got a bunch of other folks here that I believe are as well. Amen, the Bible says, if any two should agree as touching any one thing, it shall be done. Amen, I want us to speak tonight not with, amen, uh, doubt, uh, not with unbelief, uh, not with maybe God or might God, Can you, could you please God do this, amen. I mean, God has spoken to Brother Jacob's heart tonight, I believe, and said, uh, amen, God wants to do a miracle and something in Brother Johnny's life. Uh, amen, I want you to speak, amen, in faith tonight and agree with us. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, God, as we anoint Jacob tonight on behalf of Johnny, we ask God, uh, God, as we anoint him in the name of the Father and in the name of the Son and in the name of the Holy Ghost, God, tonight. Uh, God, there's not one ounce, God. We're not going to let doubt and unbelief, uh, God, sneak into our lives, God, tonight. Uh, COVID-19, uh, amen, we rebuke you in the name of Jesus Christ. Uh, amen, COVID-19, uh, amen, we com demand uh, and we command you uh, in the name of Jesus Christ, uh, amen, to turn loose uh, of Johnny Brinkman's life uh, right now. Right now, in the name of Jesus, we rebuke you and we command you to go in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Amen. COVID-19, amen, you are dissolved and erased in the name of Jesus. Damage to those lungs, you are healed in the name of Jesus. Amen. Breath and life of God. Be breathed and see what Brother Johnny got tonight. That's it. Amen. Yes, God. Breath of Almighty God, the breath of life. Breath of life. Breathe into Brother Johnny God tonight. 
We don't need you, ventilator. Amen. We don't need you, steroids. Amen. We don't need you anymore. Amen. There's a God in heaven. Amen. There's a presence and there's a power and there's a glory. Amen. In the heavenly realm and in heavenly places. Amen. That's able to go in a hospital room and in ICU and deliver him out of that place right now in Jesus' name. Uh, hallelujah. God, I see him walking out in the name of Jesus. God, I see him walking out of that hospital in the name of Jesus. God, I see him walking into this church in the name of Jesus. God, I see him in his rightful place, God, in this place, God, in the name of Jesus. There's no God like Jehovah. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah, precious Holy Ghost. The glory of God is present in this place tonight to heal. The glory of God is present in this place tonight to save. The presence of God, the glory of God is present tonight to deliver. Hallelujah. My Lord and my God. God, we love you and thank you and praise you, Jesus, God, tonight. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Nothing, God, too hard for you to do. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, God, in the name of Jesus, God, tonight. God, we anoint Brother Jimmy in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, God, tonight. God, you're able, God, to move, God, in his life, whatever it is, God, be it physical, be it spiritual, be it financial, be it emotional, God, whatever it is, God, that he's seeking for and asking for tonight, we believe, God, in faith, God, you're going to give the desires of his heart. God, heal him, God, God, touch God, that as he asks for a prayer, God, for that dog Cadillac, God, we pray for it as well. God, we ask you to save his family. God, to give you the desires of his heart, God, Jesus, Lord, tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Anybody else need something from God? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God, your presence is real in this place, God, tonight. God, your glory is present, God, in this place tonight. Yes, sir. Father, God, tonight, as I stand, God, here with my brother, I, I agree with him wholeheartedly, God. I've, I've cried, I've prayed many tears, God, and I've 
I've called out your name and I've said, God, God, if there is something in my life that is hindering the healing, God, of this young man, God, if there is something in my life, God, that is hindering the healing, God, of Brother Johnny, God, if there's something in my life, God, that is hindering, God, the move of the Holy Spirit, God, in my life, God, and what you want to do and what you want to accomplish, God, in us and in me. God, we ask you, Lord God, to reveal it to us, Lord, tonight. God, we ask you, Lord God, Lord, to give us, God, the opportunity, Lord, tonight. God, to repent, God, and turn away from it, God, to turn loose of it, to let go of it. I don't know what it is, God. Lord, whatever it is, God, today, God, we know, God, beyond any shadow of a doubt, our heart's desire, God, tonight, God, is to see, God, uh, uh, God, a healing, God, and a deliverance, God, take place, Lord, uh, God, that can only come from you, God. And we believe, God, tonight, God, as we stand by faith, God, and believe in God with our brother, God, with our sister, God, over this family, God, that you're able, God, to do it. There's, there's nothing, uh, God, in our lives, God, that, that doubts, God, the ability, God, that you have, Lord, to deliver. God, and to heal and to set free, God, tonight, God. But if there's something, as the man prayed, God, in one place, God, I believe, but help mine unbelief, God. Lord, if there's something in our life, if there's that one thing, whatever it is, God, that's holding us back, God, from that mustard seed faith and releasing it, God, to you. Father, we ask you, Lord, to accomplish it in our lives, God, right now. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, God. That's it. Amen. Praise God. And, and, and fasting is more just pushing the plate back and doing what I food. It means that you have totally surrendered That's right. unto God. Completely surrendered unto God. Your whole soul, mind, That's and right. body. It's yours, Lord. That's right. And since I surrendered all to you, this is what I want you to do. Right. God said I'd be more than happy to do it for That's you. right. Because of that. It works. Yes, it does. I was telling you about this morning, pray for me and saw they fasted, they That's prayed, right. they saw God, and things happened, and the glory right. of God was in their life. Amen. Amen. Now it was that glory departed on me, and it saved me. Yes, amen. But it does. I encourage you. I encourage you. Praise God. We need. I, I think we need to do it more than any. We still play. That's I'm right. I'm not going to ask you fast this day, that day, or so on and so forth. Amen. Take it upon you yourself. That's you right. want to see a mighty move of God in your life? You want to see a mighty move right. of God in your children's life? You want to see a mighty move of God in the church? Please, please, please. Amen. Yes, amen. Holy surrender unto God. Uh, humble yourself under the mighty that's move right. of God. He said, I exalt you. I lift you Man. up. Amen. And that's what God wants. Amen. That's God right. wants us to, uh, uh, Sister Regina, God wants uh, uh, us to perform miracles. Right. He wants us. To, he wants miracles to happen in his church. That's he right. wants to see more people saved. Yes, I tell you what, I'm hungry and thirsting after yes, to see amen. a mighty move. I want to see the glory of God fill this house as amen. it did the house of God. Let us Thank ministers Jesus, God. stand up and minister. Amen. amen. I mean, I want to see that. Yes, amen. We can see that. Yes, amen. amen. Church, praise God. But I'm gonna say tonight, all come through fasting and prayer That's and okay. a good old dose of old-fashioned repentance. Amen. That's right. A lot of church folks don't like to hear that, but I like to hear it. Man, Man, get up and tell me you need to repent. Repent, 
Amen. That's and right. things right with God. I want to see. How many want to see a move of God? Yes, amen. I want to see a greater move of God. Amen. Amen. Brother Bubba, amen. I'm not going to leave the service tonight without it. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I need it just like everybody else amen, needs it. Brother, amen, brother. I desire it just like you do. Amen. amen. Thank you, Lord I want God, God to use every one of us in Jesus' name. Father, God, I pray, God, today, God, I know that you're able, God, to take God this whole lump of clay, God, that we are, God, and use us for your glory and for your honor, God, today. God, if there's any sin in my life, God, if there's anything hindering me, God, if there's anything stopping me or holding me back, God, from being what you would have me to be, God, Lord, God, I ask you, Lord, God, Lord, today to forgive me of my sins, God. Lord, I ask you to reveal, God, to me, God, I repent, God, I turn away with them. I turn away from them, God, today, God. Lord, cleanse me from unrighteousness, God. Renew, renew within me a right spirit. God, form within me a pure heart, God. Uh, give me, God, the desires, God. Lord, we have, God, to see, God, a mighty move of God. Lord, in our church, God, in our ministry, God. What a great message tonight. Uh, let's never, let's never find ourselves with the name Ichabod above our heads. With the name Ichabod above that, those doors right there. You know, we can let it slip away. You know, if you don't, it's one thing to call upon the name of the Lord, but it's another one to have the faith and believe upon what he's done for you. And then there's quite another. You got to praise him for what he's done. He's worthy of our praise. He's worthy. He inhabits our praises. That's what, that's what lifts our Lord and Savior up. Give him the praise for it. Claim your victory. Claim your situation. Claim the power over your situation. Don't be that Ichabod spirit that my brother preached upon tonight. Don't be that spirit. The love of the Lord, don't let it leave. Don't let it leave your, your tabernacle. Don't let it leave your, your body. Your body is the Lord's. It's the Lord's temple. It's the temple of the Lord. We're believing upon Him tonight. We got our trust in Him. We got our faith fully in Him tonight. Continue to pray for all these situations. I'm believing on a miracle with Brother Johnny. I'm believing on that miracle. And I'm still believing on a miracle for that little child that just left here. I'm telling you, God's got something in store for him. God's got something in store for him. He's going to raise Johnny up. Just keep that faith. You believe it, you believe it, you believe it. He gave us that right. He gave us that right to do that over any situation. We thank you for coming out tonight. We thank you for the sweet spirit that we felt from our Lord and Savior tonight. He was in the house tonight. He's still in this house walking to and fro. But you know what? You can go home and you can feel that same sweet spirit. Just, just do what the brother said. Get down with you and you and the Lord. Just find you a space to pray. Find you a, a space to repent. Find you a, a space and a time to, to, uh, to fast and push that plate back like the brother says. 
you'll see those miracles. You'll see those things. You'll see the power of the Lord manifested, and and He He will He will do what He did for the prophets of old. We're we're the modern day prophets nowadays. We still got that power. I know we we teach it and we preach it all the time, but you really do. You have that power. You have that power to do those same miracles. We just got to have the faith. We got to act upon it. We got to we got to believe, and we got to praise our Lord. We got to praise our Lord. Continue to pray for one another. Continue. Thank you for joining us. Please feel free to share comments, prayer requests, or praise reports. Check back soon for additional episodes.